$80 million write-off. I guess it's time to start cutting overhead. I always like having Jan Gray on. He's such a great wealth of information and knowledge. Yeah, he's a lawyer by training, Harvard, and uh, also an accomplished businessman and a good friend. I, I count him as uh, on my one hand a few friends, and he's on them. He's the middle finger. <laughs> anyway, Jan Gray is with us today. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. And, you know, I was telling you a little about, uh, about Charles Rushmore, who Mount Rushmore was named after, but a little bit about me. I've been to the monument, uh, you know, which is it's a National Historical Landmark, every year at least once and many times more than that since 1983. In 1988, when they redid the monument, I'm in the uh, donor wall uh, in the area of 50,000 to 25,000. I'm right above Mary Hart. And uh, my my dedication was on behalf of myself, my son Chuck, and our businesses, Mount Rushmore Broadcasting, and the right. American Pres- President's Resort. In 1991, I was at the 50th anniversary with George Bush and Tom Brokaw, Jimmy Stewart. I was there with my two-year-old Chuck, who's now running for Secretary of State. At the 100th year, everyone in the photo there is going to be dead except Chuck. So, Wow, it, interesting. I, it is a shrine to our democracy, and as you point out, well, do you want to ask a question about the night lighting ceremony and the fireworks? Yeah, well, let's bring our audience up to speed here. So on Friday, Noam, Christy Noam, the governor of South Dakota, made the official request to go ahead and have the fireworks for 4th of July at Mount Rushmore. And the Department of Interior declined. They said, no, you're not going to do it. And we all know that the, the reason they're doing it is because they want to spite Trump. And I don't know, but to me, it seems one of the most patriotic events you could attend on 4th of July to celebrate our independence is Mount Rushmore, a national monument to these people. So I called up my good friend, Jan. You happen to have a business or two, and you brought up an interesting point about how that decision affects you as an American, as somebody who's trying to make business, you know. So explain to the audience how that affected you when they first shut everything down for 4th of July. You had a like a hotel there, right? Well, uh, in in a city called Custer, uh, you've heard of Custer, the first man to wear an arrow shirt. Uh, <laughs> As in anyway, <laughs> it's General Custer. But General, anyway, sorry, General. <laughs> from 1989 to 2009, there were fireworks every year, and uh, in Custer, I owned 137 lodging units. And those were days where we would always fill up. And then it stopped. It stopped supposedly, except, and it, it has not been there except for that 11-year period. And 2020, when Trump intervened and uh, he, he had the Fourth uh, of July celebration that he spoke at, which I attended. Um, but the reason supposedly was the fire. There are ponderosa pines there. Supposedly the drinking water uh, is deteriorative. And although there's nobody who lives around Mount Rushmore, but the, re- the real reason was in 2004, Gerald Baker was appointed superintendent of the park. And I've met him many times. And Thurston, he's the first and so far only Native American in that role. 
And Baker stated uh, that he will open up more, quote-unquote, avenues of interpretation, and the four presidents are, quote-unquote, only one avenue and one focus. So um, also the, the tribe recently said, the Sioux tribe said, Trump's Mount Rushmore fireworks show is a 4th of July attack on in, 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 indigenous, indigenous people. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really where it's coming from. I mean, for Christ's sake, we ought to be able to put out a fire in a in a small pine tree, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it to me. It's it's just petty. It's because you know Americans are coming out of two years of pandemic. Uh, they almost got their many people got their businesses wiped out. Kids haven't been learning. We want to party. We want to get back to where we were before, right? We want to we want to reengage. And then you've got this guy in the White House who could easily make this happen. He could easily make, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have a really good time. But instead, he won't do it for woke reasons or reasons that are, to me, petty. So I just wanted people to hear from somebody uh, on the local level and how it affects them. And it does have a, a huge effect on people who live in South Dakota and Wyoming and elsewhere in that region. Doesn't it? Well, I mean, people well, probably travel as far as Denver, Colorado, to go to this thing. Well, yeah, a lot farther because many people are going to Jellystone, otherwise known as Yellowstone. Right. <laughs> and uh, on the way to Jellystone, you usually stop off at Mount Rushmore. But let me prove your point with uh, with actual numbers. Um, I did some looking at the number of visitors from Mount Rushmore, and from the nineteen. Uh, 90 to 2000, it increased significantly from the year 2000 to 2010, it increased significantly. But after the fireworks from 2010 to 2020, it went down significantly, the the visitorship, which is now about 2 million. But in 2010, it was uh, 2.4 million. So that's, you know, proof in the pudding. And just think about it. South Dakota tourism uh, couldn't buy the, the amount the amount of um, value in the coverage of the fireworks uh, uh, nationwide. It's unbelievable if you think about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been, and I, I probably should go because you are in that area, and it would be a double good reason to go. But speaking of that area, and I, we only have a limited bit amount of time, thoughts on the January 6th commission hearings, and then also let's talk a little bit about Liz Cheney's chance of getting reelected uh, okay. to Congress. First, so, yeah. Okay, first of all, you know, this is supposed to be his chief aide. When you look at his Wikipedia thing, uh, Mark Meadows, he has five aides, and Cassidy Hutchinson is number five. So... She wasn't even a chief age. She's 25 years old. She graduated from uh, uh, the Christopher Newport University, wherever that is. And frankly, I don't know. It's a stunt. And I think it's a death knell for Liz Cheney's campaign because I watched it all last night after we talked. I watched the entire thing. It's a Liz Cheney show. Uh, (laughs) 
So, you know, Liz Cheney, what she's going to do, I thought as a Wyoming resident that, you know, I could, that she would be able to use this $6 million, but I think she's going to spend $1 million, save $5 million for her, for her presidential run. And, and uh, you, know what the, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the police officer who pulls over a woman and uh, looks at her driver's license and says, well, it says here you need to wear glasses. And the woman says, well, I have contacts. And the officer says, well, I don't care who you know, I'm still going to give you a ticket. <laughs> That's cute. I bet you've been waiting all week to tell me that one. That's a new one. Uh, so you don't. So what if she does win? I mean, what does that tell you about politics in America? Maybe they know that she's going to win. Maybe they already have the votes. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they have a rabbit in the hat that they're going to pull out at the last minute. Maybe they've got some juice on the opponent that they're going to wait till the last minute. I mean, I don't put anything behind these people that are in political power today. I've seen. Well, look what we're watching now: the January sixth commission hearings. I mean, I try to explain to people: you can't have a legitimate hearing when you don't have two a defense and a prosecution. Am I wrong? This sounds more like a grand jury presentation than a, than a real hearing. Yeah, you're exactly right. But you need to remember, and the audience needs to remember, that Wyoming is the largest majority that Donald Trump had. Seventy percent of the people voted for him. And the notion that somehow Democrats are going to cross over to vote for Liz Cheney, the 30 percent of Democrats that they are, by the way, Wyoming's the only state where you can come in, registered as a Democrat, change to Republican, vote, and then change back. But yeah. I was on a plane with a lady, uh, a 42-year-old lovely lady with children, and she said, I hate Harriet Hageman. And I asked her, well, you going to cross over for Liz Cheney? And she says, no, I don't like Liz Cheney either. She's a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my, my. So what do you think the outcome here is is all about on the J6? You're, you're an attorney. You know about all this stuff. What are they trying to do here? They're just trying to make it so that it'll be illegal for Trump to run for president. Is that the end game? That, that definitely is the end game. But, you know, I believe in the American people. And I hate attorneys, even though I am one. And basically, the American people are going to see through this. I mean, this is a, this is a show. This is directed by a Hollywood director. And if you want to see that, Take a look at Cassidy Hutchinson when she was given her deposition and then when she was testifying yesterday. Yeah. Obviously, she had a makeover, a oh, huge of makeover. Okay? Yeah, every, everything about this is theatrics, absolutely, yeah. Wow. So, anyway, I, I think Liz Cheney is going to lose. Uh, my son, Chuck, is running for the number two spot, Secretary of State, and uh, I think he's going to win. So, in uh, Gray. We've, we've got to part ways. We've got a hard time here. I thank you. Uh, I'd like to have you on longer next time. We'll do it again. Maybe we'll have you back on when the hearing comes to an end. In the meantime, happy 4th of July to you, my friend. You are a true friend, and thank you for joining me on. Thing. Send Dr. Ship's ad to Liz Cheney, will you?